Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today in the Real Estate Podcast. I'm Todd Sumney, the Chief Industry Officer for HomeSmart. And I'm Rich LaRue, Vice President of Corporate Brokerages for the Western Region and the designated broker for the Phoenix market. And we are so excited today to have with us one of our HomeSmart Hall of Fame real estate agents, meaning that um, we have our diamond awards every year, our one diamond, two diamond, three diamond, four diamond, five diamond. Hall of Fame, if you make it into the 10 diamond area um, and uh, you are one of a few group of agents that then have a lifetime uh, membership into the HomeSmart Hall of Fame. And our guest today from HomeSmart Evergreen in uh, Southern California, um, is Chris Lardy. So Chris, thank you for joining us today. Say hello to everyone. Thanks Welcome, for being Hello, everybody. And thanks for having me on the, the podcast today. I'm, I'm thankful and just very grateful to have the opportunity just to share uh, just my story and how I've gotten here and, and what I'm doing in this market we're in right now. So thanks for having me on today. Well, and, and I know from you you're a friend as well as a a colleague in the industry i just um chris is one of my favorite people in the whole world i love your servant heart that you have but i also love your attitude of gratefulness and um you know i think that'll probably come out here a little bit here in your story but um what i'd like to do today's episode i think what we would like to to explore with you is you had a 25 plus year career in the Navy. And at one point you retired from the Navy and you looked around for a new career or what you're gonna do with this next phase of your life. And you started a career in real estate. And I just would love you to tell that story and tell the story of how you built your business. Yeah. Um, maybe try to work in some time frames a little bit, You know, give us a little bit of idea of how fast, how long certain yeah. things took, but I just, I would love to hear your story. Okay, good. Well, I'm excited to share it. I know some people probably who uh, will be listening to this have heard my story before. Um, I've spoke a couple of times at the growth conferences, um, but I'll, I'll try and make it a little bit more interesting and funny this time around. So, um, <laughs> So I, I did serve 25 and a half years uh, in the United States Navy. I joined the Navy when I was 18 years old, uh, mainly because I wanted to get out of uh, the Pacific Northwest. And um, I wasn't a college guy. And I realized at the time, like college was kind of uh, stifling for me and kind of wanted to work with my hands, wanted to do something. And my dad served in the Navy. So I figured why not join the Navy and, and see the world. And so I saw 42 countries over 25 years and 25 and a half years. And um, this little thing happened in 2011 where I met this gal and um, I had just gone through a life change and um, got you know divorced from my, my first wife and, and met my second. And um, you know, she lived in in Huntington Beach, and I lived in Southern Cal in, in uh, San Diego. And so there was this drive of about 90 miles every day that I would do back and forth. And then 2012, we got married, we moved to uh, a rental in Ladera Ranch, and I was still in the military, I had a year and what, probably a little over a year left. And I remember having these conversations with her saying, like, hey, at some point, they're gonna tell me I have to go home. Like, 
they're not going to let me stay on any longer because, uh, you know, there's a promotion and, and, and whatnot. And um, I kind of had been stuck in this one uh, rank, which is a, an E8. And I kind of been stuck in there for about a, about three or four years. And um, the, the job that I did in the military was such a small, specific job. There were a lot of people that were um, trying to be promoted up to the next rank. And had I made that next rank, I could have gone to 30 years. But I truly believe it was God's blessing for me not to make that rank so that I could get out of the military, start this new life with this gal, and uh, help her raise her kids, and at the same time raise my um, my previous kids from my previous marriage, and um, it was great. So we um, in 2012 we kind of made this decision that 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 I would start to kind of dabble in a couple of different things. I thought about opening a food truck. I thought about going to culinary school. I had all of these things I wanted to do, and. One day I was sitting there and I said to my uh, wife, I said, you know what, These, uh, this agent that tried to help us buy a house in 2011, she was the nicest lady in the world. But in my opinion, uh, there were some things that she struggled with. And um, if I could even do half of the business she did, I would be able to support our family, no problem. And so my wife's like, well, you should go for it. You should do it. And so I we lived in a rental in Ladera Ranch. And so um, I just kind of started prepping the neighborhood that this guy was coming. He was going to be a real estate agent, even though it was still like a year out. And I just started meeting everybody, talking to everybody. There's 110 homes in there. And I think at one point in time, I knew every single homeowner by name, their kids, everything else. And just from walking around with my dog every day, um, just meeting people. And so in 2013 is when I actually retired um, from the Navy. Uh, after 25 and a half years, um, I had gotten my real estate license about two months before. And I remember uh, when I was uh, working on my real estate license, I was telling all these guys in, in my shop, like, hey, I'm getting my real estate license. If you ever need any help, I could I could be that guy that would help you. And, you know, here I am, like, like, in a way, kind of like, wondering if there's if there's going to be any hope for me in real estate, because I've never sold anything as far as like, you know, being a salesman. And uh, what this one guy was sitting at his desk and we've been friends for probably 10 years. And he said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to be retiring and moving to Texas. Do you want to, do you want to sell my house? I'm like, wow, if it's that easy, this is going to be a no brainer. This will be super fun and smart and go for it. Uh, so he had a house in Chula Vista. It was an 85 mile drive for me every time I would do a show in or an open house. But I said, let me do it. And I put that home on the market in the very first weekend. I had 32 offers on it. Now this is back in 2015. So we were just coming out of that, you know, housing rebuild. We're starting to see home prices go up and, you know, that home today will probably sell for about 850,000. I think we sold it for like 400 at the time. But the market was insane. And I was like, this is really cool. And, you know, I met the, this good group of agents in San Diego and I had a good group of agents up in, in Orange County. And, um, you know, from there, it just, it just started taking off. And um, one of the things I, um, I had done was in my neighborhood where I lived, um, Joy and I had, like I said, had rented a home and um, we would walk around the neighborhood with, with our daughter, we would hand out banana bread. Now, Okay, stop for a minute. People are like, what are you doing making banana bread? What are you doing handing it out? Well, my dad gave me this banana bread recipe when I was, I don't know, in my 30s. And he said, this is the best banana bread recipe you're ever going to have. And you'll never make it as good as me. And I told my dad, I can for sure make it better than you. 
this is that competition thing. And uh, my dad used my dad used margarine in the banana bread, and I was like, there is no way you can use margarine in banana bread. You have to use gotta butter. use butter. Yeah. And, and so I loaded that thing up with <laughs> butter, and this banana bread became I love my this. trademark. So I will tell you, in probably one year's time, in that track of homes, I probably delivered two hundred loaves of banana bread. And I would just walk by and I would just put it on people's doorstep, knock on the door and just say, hey, we're here. If you need anything, if you need a housekeeper, if you need a you know contractor, if you need a roofer, you need solar guy, we've got all these people. If you need anybody, let me know. But never was that guy that would come up to the door and be like, you have to sell your home with me or anything like that. I felt like creating a relationship with people was going to pay me dividends later. So to this day, which is now uh, almost 11 years later, we still market and farm that track. We still have a lot of friends in that track. We still do a lot of business in that track. We're still the primary people in that track. Um, another thing we had done in that track was we, uh, my very first year in the business, I thought, well, let me do some sort of event. Like um, events bring people out, events you know, like block parties, people want to see and want to do, and they want to, you know, get to know their neighbors. And so um, in 20, I want to say 2014, um, which would have been my second year in the business, I mean, my first year, but, you know, uh, we contacted the in and out truck and we said, hey, why don't you come out and we'll we'll bring in some bicycle repair guys. And we're going to have a bike derby and a block party for these kids and we'll get bouncy houses and all this. So we, I told the In-N-Out truck, we need 250 burgers. Well, we had about 225 people come out on a Saturday afternoon, have this incredible block party. And from that point on, like everybody knew me as the In-N-Out guy. And even in the best of years, we did the In-N-Out truck. And even in the slowest of years, which 2023 has been a little on the slow side, we still brought that In-N-Out truck. Um, and people still want us to bring the in and out truck and have this block party and we show a movie now and it's just super fun. And the connections we've made have been just incredible. I so, love this. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just working, working your hardest to appreciate people for who they are, not what they can do for you. And if we never stand there with our signs or our cards and say, oh, you have to use us. Like there's other real estate agents in that neighborhood and and I definitely know from experience that some some people will want to use a different agent over me, and that's okay, because there's so much business to go around. But if I just put my best foot forward, and if I just be a person that I'm supposed to be, people are going to recognize I'm a I'm a honest, hardworking person, and I'm going to get the people that I'm supposed to sell homes for. Um, my first year in the business, um, I I. Uh, it's really funny, actually, the story of how I hook, got hooked up with Randy Rector at Evergreen Realty. It was Evergreen at the time. It was before we made the swap over to HomeSmart. Mm -hmm. um, a friend of mine from church said, I called him on the phone and I said, hey, I'm getting into real estate. Do you know any good real estate agents or brokerages I should go to? Because I really had no clue. And he said, you, oh, you should contact this guy, Randy Rector. He's got a really killer brokerage. And so I called called Randy and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. Come on in. And um, so that's how I got hooked up with Randy and literally only had one little break apart from home smart. And that was for a, a nine month period of time because uh, a friend told me, Oh, I'm going to make you the best agent in the world. And we're going to make, get you so much business. And it wasn't that it was, I'm going to take so much money from you. And if you come and work for me, so made my trip back to home smart in uh, 2014. 
So um, my first year in the business did nine transactions. So I got my license in um, March of 2013. And by the end of 2013, I had already sold nine homes and that was buy sell. So I sold, I think, four listings and five buyers. And then my second year into business, I closed 17 transactions. And then my third year was 26. And then I think accommodating all the way up, I think the 71 in 2021. So uh, I think my mantra the entire time has just always been like, you just be yourself and don't be the type of person that is salesy. And, you know, people are going to see you for who you are and they're going to want to, they're going to want to help you out. They're going to want to work with you. They're going to want to somebody to represent them on the side that, that is, you know, going to take care of their best interests. And it's not just going to be about the money. Chris, so uh, for those who don't know you, uh, do you, do you run a team uh, mm. are the the seventy one transactions that you did in twenty twenty one middle of the pandemic? Are you doing this all alone, or do you have do you have buyers agents? Um, uh, what's what's going on? Tell us about your the structure of your business. Oh, that's really good, Rich. Thanks for asking. Um, so I'm I'm a little bit of a control freak. God <laughs> knows this about me. I have a problem giving up control over a lot of things. So the 71 transactions, that was solely me. Um, And, you know, I had uh, my wife is a licensed real estate agent and a a designer. So she has her real estate license. So she would help out with some showings most of the time uh, when I needed it, when I was super overbooked. Um, But for the most part, the 71 year was pretty much on my own. Um, since that time, uh, we've actually brought on a buyer's agent and I brought on a full-time TC. So I have a full-time TC and marketing person who does all of the behind the scenes work, which frees me up to go meet with people, talk to people, show homes. And then I have a buyer's agent that um, will show homes also, and he will help out with open houses and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So that's kind of my team structure. Excellent. Thank you. You know, Chris, I I love hearing you talk about, um, you know, just your story, but it started from a place of wanting to help consumers because of your experience that you had. And so when you start from that place of, hey, there's a couple things maybe that um, that I think I could maybe make it a better experience for the consumer. Right. Um, That that really comes comes through in a realtor's business and just hearing you talk with your story. I, I loved, loved hearing that whole story. So t- tell us a little bit about your first meeting with Randy and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with Randy Rector from HomeSmart, you know, from, you know, and how did you, how did you learn and grasp the real estate side of the business so you could provide that better service? Uh, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> My first meeting with Randy, my, my first meeting was actually on the phone. So I called him on the phone, talked to him, and I met him in person. Uh, Randy was much younger at the time, as I, as was I. and um, But, you know, we've both gotten better looking with age. So um, <laughs> I, I know he's going to love hearing that. Um, but when I met Randy, I just felt like Randy was the kind of the kind of person that I felt knew what direction he was headed in and also just how to take care of people. And um, we had a couple of mutual connections with some other friends of mine that had known Randy when he, um, you know, previous jobs. 
And um, I just felt like Randy was the kind of boss, boss that I would love to have. And so, um, you know, being a real estate agent, we don't technically have a boss, but Randy, if we did have a boss would be the, the best boss. So, yeah. Well, that's great. Um, so then uh, as far as um, other aspects of the business um, to, you know, the audience who's listening right now, majority of them are realtors. Um, do you use index cards? Do you use uh, to build a Rolodex, uh, a database? Um, do you use Excel files? Do you oh, use yeah. CRM? Yeah. Get into the nitty gritty a little bit about how I do my business, how you do your business. And yeah. one thing that I hear often too, from agents is, you know, you're starting a real estate business, right? And, and you get busy and, and you don't maybe do some things maybe with your database. Yeah. And at some point, then your database is big and you're like, now you're trying to, yeah. to um, you know, corral, uh, you know, this big database and it's, and it's this big project or so is that what happened to you or did you start with a database from day one and have some sort of organization? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't have a CRM. <laughs> um, I actually work specifically off Excel spreadsheets and I work off of memory. Um, my wife says, I can't remember a lot of things that are important, but I sh for sure can remember who bought a house on what date and what neighborhood and who their neighbors are. I, it's just this weird knack I have. So um, I like to, um, I like to talk to my sphere at least twice a year um, in a, in a phone call or a texting manner. So um, I started this thing a couple years back where I would start with the letter A in January and, and for every week I would text all the A's. So for week one in January, it would be all the A's would get a text. So anybody with the last name that ended with an A, they would get a text from me or a phone call. Hey, just checking in, just seeing how you're doing. Hope you guys are still loving the house. Is there anything that we can do for you? Do you know anybody? Or, I mean, do you, um, I never would ask for business. I would just be like, do you need any referrals? Do you need a contractor or whatnot? Mm -hmm. um, that would be kind of my my first hit to them. And then, um, then the next week would be B's, C's, D's. And by the time I got to the 26th week of the year, that was my entire database. And then I would start all over again. And then so week 27 would be A's again, and they would get another message or a, text from me or a voicemail from me. Um, and then uh, that's kind of how I manage my database. And it's grown over the years and it can be daunting at times to go, oh gosh, I have to do my A's this week or I have to do my B's this week. But it's something that I put my head down and I do because it's important. And you know, a lot of agents will ask me like, how have you been so successful successful in the last 10 years? Like what, what do you attribute it to? And I said, my sphere, my past clients have been the ones who have taken care of us. Like, I think it's just when you have a really good relationship with people that you've worked for before, they want to refer their friends to you. And um, I heard a statistic when I was early on in the business, and it said that after one year, you could ask a homeowner who their real estate agent was, and they would know who it was. Um, like 85% of the people would remember who their real estate agent was that helped them buy a house, a home a year ago. If you ask them five years later after they bought their house, only like 15% remember who their real estate agent was or something. I don't remember the exact number, but I've always kept that in my mind. Like, I don't want anybody who's ever 
let me help them buy a house or sell a house. I don't want them to ever call anybody else. So if I can always keep in front of them and hey, guess what? It's going to happen. Um, and it's happened twice to me this past year and, and it's okay. A am I angry at those people? No. Am I bummed that I didn't get a phone call? Absolutely. But when you find out the reason why that they went with somebody else is because maybe they had an outside influence of mother, father, brother, cousin that were like, oh, you have to use this person or somebody in their family got the real estate license. Or maybe they were just smoke and mirror to make believe that if they went with this person, they would get a better price. And it's okay. But we still contact them. We still call them. We still mail them. We still do all of that. It's they work for or they we work for them at one time. So that I remember that quote and I'll always remember it. Chris, you, you bring up a great point. And, you know, working our sphere of influence is absolutely critical. Uh, what advice do you have for the newer agents who don't have the yeah. past clients uh, <laughs> to reach out to and build upon? Uh, because you were that agent to start yeah. with when you when you retired from the military and, and jumped in. Now, you also worked the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, for a year prior. So you started off with what would you say 110 homes in the neighborhood yeah. and you knew uh, everybody there. But yeah. what would you, uh, what's your advice for a newer agent getting started where they don't have a massive sphere of influence or they don't know who to contact? Um, I keep business cards with me everywhere I go, keep them in my wallet, I keep them in my pocket. And my first year in the business, I remember going to Starbucks or Pizza Place or something else and I would, I would generate a conversation with somebody about house prices or about homes or about what neighborhood they lived in. I remember walking into a Starbucks one time and, and just being like four or five people in line in front of me. And there was this guy in front of me. And I'm like, uh, definitely worth the wait to get a cup of coffee. And he's like, yeah, he goes, you know, I really like coming here. You know, Ladera is such a great place. And I said, oh, you live in Ladera? What? part of Ladera do you live in? Oh, I live up on this street. I said, oh, that's great. I have a friend that lives over there. We help them buy a home. And then and then the guy instantly turns around and goes, oh, you're a real estate agent. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm a real estate agent. He goes, oh yeah. He goes, my wife and I were thinking about upgrading. And now this conversation's rolling. And the next thing you know, I'm handing him a business card. And three months later, he's calling me. And it's all from a conversation that I had in a line at Starbucks just opening myself up and asking questions of somebody. So many times we are so focused on what we're doing at the time that we that we don't even want to to deal with anybody else. We don't want to have a conversation. We don't want to we don't want to pry into their business or do any of that. But I tend to think it's like something good. Like these people want to talk to people. I mean, if they don't want to talk to you, they're just going to be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Let me get back on my phone or whatever else." But if they want to talk to you, they'll engage you, and that could be the next one. So I keep a business card and I hand them out all the time. Um, even today, 11 years in the business, I'm still handing out business cards. So I keep 10 or 12 in my pocket. I try to give out at least five a day. You know, love it. That's great. That. Five a day, Rich. Did you hear that? Five a day. <laughs> That's 25 in a week. That's, uh, you know, like 200 in a, you know, month. Yep. So, uh, love that. If you're consistent with it, it adds up so fast. That's right. And you so know, real quick, really, I do. Go on, ahead, Chris. Go I use a really thick business card. And here's why I use a thick business card. Cost me a little bit more to print them. But when somebody grabs my business card, they're like, wow, this is a thick one. I'm going to remember this guy because he's got a thick business card. And it's not like a little flimsy one. You know, you get other ones and they're flimsy and they curl up in your pocket. Well, this is a thick one. 
And now they're going to remember Chris already has a good business card and he's even on the card. So it's all about that great instant first impression, you know, that you're creating that card does that. Um, I kind of want to uh, brag on you a little bit because I think it was last December. I went to, um, I went and had after, what's that? Two years ago. Two years ago, I went and had afternoon, um, you know, uh, nachos and a couple other, you know, things at a local restaurant right outside of Ladera, which is his area. It's literally like you leave the neighborhood and there's this little neighborhood restaurant. And Chris, when I walked in with you, I was um, impressed with how many people you knew in the restaurant by first name and you knew what was going on in their life. And so it started with the, there were three girls right there at the podium when we first got walked in and you knew all three of them by name. You knew one of their boyfriend's name or something going on. You like, you know, how's John doing? And you know, how's Todd or whatever? Uh, The manager, the assistant manager, the bartender, some of the neighbors, we walked in and we went kind of to our table and there were three or four tables that stopped you along the way. And so Rich, you asked the question about new, you know, agents, you know, what Chris is doing in his area is infectious and he's serving, he's helping. He genuinely cares about people. He cares about what's going on in their life. You know, their fiance, their school, their, you know, wife, husband, children, you know, the neighborhood events that you do. So that was for me a great example of seeing how you build a sphere of influence, but you're not building it for selfish reasons. You just, it, it was so refreshing to see you genuinely care about people and gen- people genuinely care about you back. Yeah. And, and, and Chris, we've known each other for a couple of years, a few years now, and I do know a bit about your business. And one thing that impresses me is, you know, we, we all go to sales seminars or, or tap into a training system at some point in time. And then we learn scripts, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and then we try out these scripts. We do these things to these people, and right. And oh, you know, if you're a Buffiniite, uh, you know, you're going to do the mayor campaign. You know, yep. and you intentionally go out when we're new in the business. We intentionally go out and and think, okay, well, I'm going to do the mayor campaign five times today. I'm going to get that my my business card in somebody's hands. And you're not doing anything and i use air quotes with that you know you you're just being yourself and it's all natural it's it's just a part of of your daily dance uh with people and that's that's the most natural way it's authentic um uh, you are yourself you have real conversations with people uh that uh that lead to uh uh, getting to know someone, which eventually get, I mean, everybody buys or sells real estate at some point in time, or they have conversations about it. And it's just, uh, it's a nice natural dance uh, yeah. that that you, uh, that you do. Appreciate that, Rich. Uh, Chris, can you talk for a little bit about, you know, uh, final minutes here in the podcast? Just wanted to tell everyone a little bit about your social media. 
yeah. about where you've taken your business to now. You know, I know there's some some staging influences that you know, come along with Joy and with your wife and your family and your colleagues and even the the team that you've built. But talk a little bit about your social media, how you got started with social media. What do you do with social media? And then where that's grown your business to today. Mm. Yeah, so that's good. Um, I would say uh, on a scale of one to 100, I'm probably uh, 75 on social media. So I'm, I feel like I could get better at it, but I feel like in the past couple of years, we've increased our social media presence. We've, you know, obtained more followers. We've, you know, done the standard things to grow your, your social media presence. But I think probably the overending thing that we've done the, the best at in social media is just promoting our clients, promoting who bought a house, promoting good information to people. Like, you know, I, I can find myself getting wrapped up in what other people are doing a lot. I'm sure that a lot of people that are hearing me speak today might do comparisons. And um, I'll tell you, I fight against comparisons all the time um, because I see somebody else that's got a better social media presence or I see somebody that does more business than me. But what I what I have learned in the past is I'm who I am and I'm going to be the, the best agent that I can be. And I find that if you're in so if you're so wrapped around one thing and not multifaceted, you're going to kind of like get stuck in that realm of like always comparing like, oh, gosh, like that guy's so much better than me or that girl's so much better than me. Their social media is attracting people. But you don't really know what's going on on the other side. You don't know how they're feeling right now. And maybe they're saying the same thing about your social media presence. So I always say, just do what you can do that makes you feel good about your presence and that it makes you, um, it portrays you in the right manner. And it doesn't portray you as somebody who, you know, is only focused on how much money they make or how many cars they drive or whatever else. You focus on what makes you be the person that other people would want to work with. Love that. Oh yeah. Oh, let me go back. I did, I forgot completely part of your question, and I apologize. So we have some staging influence now on our on our uh, social media because Joy, my wife, is a um, interior designer, and she's opened up a pop up shop in South Orange County. And um, so because of that, we've been able to attract people to come in that want to shop because you can actually shop in her in her warehouse. Come in, grab all the things that they want for their home or furniture or whatnot. And at the same time, we have a lot of people that ask us questions about real estate. So it's it's actually like a twofold. It's we're not stealing people's clients, but what we're doing is we're actually being able to educate people at the same time they come in because they may have questions about like, hey, would this look good in my house if I was going to be selling my house? Well, absolutely. And Joy can answer it or I can answer it or whatnot. And we've actually had people speak to us about, hey, what does my home value look like in my house? And these were people that have been homeowners since like 19... 80 and they haven't ever sold a home and they're like what what is my homework and so by having another avenue to bring them in that's kind of helped us out and and so yeah i love that i love that all right so um i know um from following your social media i've seen some of the stories that you've posted about clients and customers friends yeah. that you've helped um, purchase real estate can you end 
our time today with maybe one story, like a story that really stands out to you, speaks to you about one of your customers? Yes, I can. Overcoming. I, have a, I have a lot of stories, but I have a, a kind of a favorite one. Um, those that, that know me well know I'm a Denver Bronco fan, and it's not a great year to be a Denver Bronco fan this year, <laughs> but um, this 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 friend of mine, um, we went to church together, and I realized one week um, we both wore Denver Bronco jerseys into church, and it was like, oh, you're a Bronco fan, and he goes, yeah, I'm a Bronco fan, and so, I mean, we just started this friendship and we went to a couple Bronco games together when they played San Diego. Um, and then later on down the road, um, they had asked me to help them um, buy a house. Oh, no, this is before they had bought a house. They, they had already been living in this condo for quite a while. And um, we we kind of knew them a lot through our church. And then we um, got a... a word that they were trying to adopt and um so we got this whole like front row seat to their adoption process and so they adopted two little babies at birth from uh, san bernardino and they rushed out on a thursday uh, on thanksgiving to pick them up and um, they picked them up brought them home we brought them a basket and we just got to walk through uh, walk through this process with them which was like so so much better than making a sale was to be able to watch the joy that this family had had because they had um, they had had three foster adopts that were given back to their birth parents. And so to watch the hardship in that and then to watch them get to that next point to where they actually had two kids of their own. Um, and then they're just lifelong friends. And so now they sold a home, bought another home, moved away. Now they live away from us, but we get to talk to them every once in a while, see how the kids are doing. But that, I think, overending everything else is just being able to be involved in somebody's life outside of the real, real estate aspect of it. I mean, you just can make lifelong friends in this business and somebody you may not even ever think you're going to be friends with. And you just become this, this really close friend to Wow, that's a great story. Yeah, really, what's life? What life is all about? Um, You know, it's uh, it's not all about selling real estate. We lose sight of that from time to time. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you. I want to leave with one last story. I know that was a really good ending to it, but you know, I think uh, we're we're talking about like what can people do, and what have I done in my business that has helped me grow and helped me build my sphere is every single year I do a client appreciation party. And I appreciate my clients for being clients, number one, and friends and referral partners and so on and so forth. So last year we did um, ours at a clubhouse in Ladera. And the the venue is just stunning. It's got lights. It's kind of like a wedding venue um, where the lights are kind of going. And so we got to set out like 15 tables. We end up having 135 people show up. We fed them food. We had a magician walking around. We had a singer. And after that event, I had more people come up to me and just said, thank you for appreciating us and letting us feel like we were special. And, you know, it's not about the amount of money you spend or how much time it takes you to plan it. It's about people wanting to know that you actually care about them outside of how much money you can make from them. You know, and I keep hitting on this money thing as I think in our business, it's very easy to get caught up in what our checkbook looks like. And I think at the end of the day, it should be how much your heart looks like and how big your heart is. And it's a heart of gratitude. 
So I love love hearing all this. So Chris, uh, if you could please share, how can someone find you mm. on social media? Yeah. How can they connect with you? Mm. Um, and you know, phone numbers, just kind of yeah. put it out there. Yeah. So, um, my phone number is super easy. It's probably the easiest way to get in contact with me. Um, so it's 949-547-3055. My email address is chris at lardyrealestategroup.com. And um, I think my social media is Lardy Real Estate Group on, on Instagram. You guys, I'm I'm not, I don't know it as well as I probably should, but I think it's at lardyrealestategroup.com. But you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. I'm on all, I'm on everything, so they can okay. you can get a hold of me. I'm on Facebook, so yeah. In fact, I have a couple groups of messages going on on Facebook right now, so yeah. Awesome. Well, Chris, I I want to thank you. Um, you know, you have always been willing to serve the other agents at HomeSmart as well. You do. Uh, you accept when we ask you to speak at Growth Summit. You expect if we ask you to speak to a webinar somewhere for another brokerage somewhere else in the country. I know how busy you are. And I just really appreciate that sacrifice that you make at um, sharing your time with all of us yeah. and for uh, telling us your story here today. So thank you for being here. Great stuff to today, Chris. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Rich. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate right. your time and thanks for letting me come on. Come on. All right. So everyone, thank you for joining us here today on the Real Estate Podcast. Hope you loved what you've heard from Chris talking about how uh, a top agent has built his business and just learning about the Lardy Real Estate Group and everything that they've done and they've built. So thank you, Chris, for joining us. We'll see you all next time around. Uh, future episodes. Take care, everyone. Like what you're hearing on the real estate? Tell your friends about us. Tell them to check out all of our episodes on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. And don't forget to send any topics you want us to tackle to the real estate at homesmart.com.